1: From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake and field in between. Let's talk everything
2: outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Alibaba! Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge
1: Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7
0: FM, The Fan. All
1: aboard! Ha, 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 you're on the crazy train with the
0: Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Oh, welcome back <laughs> from last week. Welcome back from last week. You are, as you heard, listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoor with your hosts, Danny Bush to my left, and I'm Tommy the True Newbauer. Jazz Jazkowski is on the boards today, as usual, and we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. You never know what the heck's going to happen on this show but I promise you we will be talking about fishing and hunting stuff that's coming up and other local topics in the great outdoors in the state of Wisconsin. If you want to chime in, questions, comments, whatever, want to brag about a nice fish, 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Good morning, guys. Uh, Good yeah. morning, Tommy. We got an email, Danny, from our friend, Tex in the Big Rig. Okay. He says, morning, boys, fishing the little, fishing, he's uh, uh doing the battle on bagel. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, that's Winnebago. Anyway, fishing is a little tough on bagel uh, yesterday. Don't know why. It's so quiet out here and nobody around. Walleyes did seem to like the lure falling and hitting the bottom, then slowly raising it straight up high, high enough for them to hit or whatever. Wish they had a prize for smallest walleye. I'd be a ringer. And then he sends a photo, Danny. Yeah. And here's the photo of Tex. Come on, you son of a gun, this darn computer. Why isn't it popping up? (laughs) I was going to show you a picture of Tex in the big rig. I don't know why this isn't doing it. But anyway, Tex is showing his picture of, I don't know, six, seven-inch walleye. God, he wishes
1: they were a little bigger. So he's in the battle on the bagel yeah. right now?
0: Well, I guess it's, today's another day
1: of but, it. So See, the thing is, I, I think with that, it's all a drawing, right? You just register a fish, and then it's just random drawings. I don't think it's based on size of the fish. Right. <coughs> you're, you're absolutely correct, yes. And if he's got, there, there is no, is there a size limit on walleyes on Winnebago? Not right now. No okay, size limit. so he can take one of those oh, yeah. five-inch walleyes and register
0: it, yeah. and have the chance to be a lucky wiener if they draw his name. That's right. Speak, yeah, speak. Uh, yeah, they they do it differently. I mean, otherwise otherwise you'd have cheating going like crazy up there. You know, a- any of these tournaments, you know, you or ice outings, you'd have cheating going on. That's why they do a drawing. Just bring in any fish, get a drawing. They do have a like they pro- I think they do have some kind of special prize not real big for you know the biggest in different categories or whatever but Danny I uh did you you heard the news did you see the video on TV or on YouTube of the cougar in Brookfield um wait yeah. uh, wait what a mountain lion that's another name for a cougar right i know what in, i know what that is in brookfield oh, okay i thought you were talking about the one that uh that was
3: uh was... attacking me last night at the bar <laughs> no not that
0: one no, there, uh, there was one, and uh, it had been sighted in Washington County and other various places further coming south, and now they think this is the same cougar. It, it They had a video of it where uh, people had, a, like, a motion sensor camera okay. by their house, you know, and it shows it walking up to the window, and it was a video uh, of it. It walks up to the window, puts its paws up, looks inside the big picture window, <laughs> No and kidding. Then, and then gets down and walks away. Where in and, Brookfield was this exactly? Now, I uh, okay. I heard two things. Number one, I at first I heard it was by Pilgrim in Capital Area.
3: Oh, I gotta call my. I gotta call my. The other my one. The other
0: one I heard though from my brother. That's awesome. Said no, it was by the Ace Hardware, just west of Butler. It's it's like on the border of Butler and uh, uh, oh. uh Butler and uh, Brookfield. Kind of like uh, Hampton and uh, 140th Street, L- Lily Road, Lily Road and up there. But anyway, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, my brother's brother-in-law lives close by to it where there was a. this cougar Your sighted. Brother's brother-in-law. My, my, my brother's brother-in-law. Oh, where have I heard that? Who though? knows yeah. a guy that knows my a guy, guy that knows a girl. brother-in-law yeah, yeah. told me he saw a Sasquatch. Yeah, right. Well, anyway, but it, it is true there was a and they. They think what it's doing is just moving its way south, you know? So anyway, I just hope it keeps moving away from my house. But those <laughs> things don't
3: mess around. Those things will they, they will Gen- go wherever they want because yeah. they're trying to they're trying to, I guess.
0: Well, food and a mate. They think they said it's a male. Well, they cougar. always say that, Tom. Hey, they, I know they're, of say course they're gonna say
1: there's that. no female cougars. We have no breeding population. And I predict in my lifetime. They're gonna be shocked and they're gonna find a uh breeding pair of cougars yeah. in Wisconsin. Oh, I wouldn't doubt because, it. Because like in Jurassic Park, nature finds a way. Yeah, right. That's right. Now my nature big question is why are these cougars leaving the north? South Dakota, North or, Dakota, yeah, okay, yeah. Where all the female cougars live. Yeah, why would they leave there? To come out here and look for
0: female cougars. Yeah, why would they do that? They're leaving. They're coming. Maybe they're really ugly cougars. <laughs> they, they don't want to be around. You know, us. <laughs> Maybe they the, don't have enough money.
1: The, the cougar <laughs> always looks better on the other side. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Grass is always greener on the other not side. Not always. Cougars are not always greener always. But, on the other
1: side. But yeah, why? Why uh, well, are they moving? I, I don't know. That's is, I would like to ask about is it just and if if not uh why now? Instead of, uh, because it seems to be a trend, although, you know, I, I know cougars have been spotted. My uncle saw one way back in mm-hmm. the 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. up near the Douglas County, but that's closer to the north country. Mm-hmm. They, nobody, I don't think, was seeing cougars down south Milwaukee, Chicago. Mm, no. So why are they moving? That would be, as a biologist, that would be my research question. Uh, is there an overpopulation, which is causing a dispersal of the cougars, or... um? I don't know. Are they being I, forced out? Are there some bully cougars forcing these young male cougars? Well, you know, maybe are they getting pushed around and they I, leave? I, I, I I've know. seen
0: stuff in uh, like in Africa when there's like a lion pack or whatever, and and there's a, a a couple of a big male lion will kick out the smaller male lion, and he's got to go find another pack somewhere. You know, so maybe it's something like that. Well, I don't know. Well, that but, that always happens. The old lion, <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. lions,
1: they, life's good for them for a while. Yeah. Uh, Because they got their harem and they got all Mm -hmm. the lionesses to themselves. And then they go get the, do most of the hunting for the lion. And he gets the lion's share, gets to eat first and stuff. But then when he gets old, some aspiring young lion Mm -hmm. eventually is going to try and kill him and take over. And then that old lion, I think, Mm -hmm. just kind of goes limping off to him by himself to die. Yeah. As a toothless old lion, Mm -hmm. remembering the good old days. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, You know, remember a few years ago, Danny, where uh, there was uh, the the mountain lion uh, on the video in Washington County a couple years ago? There was one in Holy Hill a couple years ago, you know, that they had uh, seen. I mean, some of these have been on video, I mean, on uh, trail cams and that. So it's like it's not unusual that they've been around us here, you know, over the years every now and then. But this one has come really far. I mean Brookfield. My goodness, that's really far south. You know what are they going to find in Brookfield? You know, except for somebody's pet. Or well, my brother said to me yesterday. He said, you know, he says they He says, don't worry, they're more afraid of you than you are of them. I says, you want to bet? I highly <laughs> actually. I says, you want to bet? That. I said. He says, well, unless you're walking like a small dog that they want. I said, Larry. This- if they're hungry, they're gonna. Lo- I'm gonna look like a big T-bone steak to them. Well, that cougar, <laughs> no kit, hey, no kitten.
1: Yeah. Well, what? A couple of things with cougars, Tom. It is really true. They are a rather shy, yes. furtive yes. cat. Yes. They yes. aren't the most aggressive in right. the world. Right. Right. Uh, generally, if you can stand up and face them, don't mm-hmm. like most predators, don't run away with your right. back looking right. right. like prey. Right. But. A lot of times, cougar attacks are typically staved off by someone who can fight back. Yeah, um, they, you know, so they they aren't they aren't quite as they might be the a big male cougar, uh, male cougar might be about the size of an African leopard, but they're not
0: nearly as ferocious. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, they
1: they tend to be more. Yeah, uh,
0: I agree. They will. They'll shy away from people.
1: They'll, they'll... Although they, they will attack, like, you know, of course, any starving animal will attack. Yeah, exactly. And that's And that's where you'll have one that'll be desperate that you won't be able mm-hmm. to stave off because they're starving or, or whatever. And they do tend to uh, attack smaller prey that's got their back to them. So like right, a small right. child running through a backyard... Okay, if you have a hungry cougar up in the tree behind yeah. it, that would not be good.
0: Yeah, that would not be good. They so. take you from behind. But he, here's part of the story. So if you that, go jogging, yeah. do it, go, jog backwards. <laughs> yeah. now, this the is forest. the part of the story, Danny, that I thought was kind of weird because they had it on the news, too. But it also was in the paper and I was reading. But here, here's the weird thing or not in the paper, it was like I said, uh, it was on the internet when they told about it. It was, uh, the it was on the major news. Yeah, they were on the TV, news. Everybody's yeah. seen it. But here's the thing. The cops were called, said, hey, man, there's this big mountain lion, a cougar running around here. The cops found it, and it was resting under, I think they said a pine tree. It was laying under a pine tree and resting. And they didn't take it down. Why? Yeah, yeah, they didn't didn't tranquilize it because, well, there were houses in the neighborhood. Well, that tranquilizing dart isn't going to go that far, and you're going to be shooting at fairly close range, you know. But then in, then the next sentence was, when they returned the next day, it was gone. What do you mean? Oh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. God. You just left it? Why? Like in a neighborhood? you just Why? You just left it?
3: And especially in a neighborhood like that.
0: Yeah. You just left it? I mean, I don't oh, understand that. God. I mean, unless, uh, unless it was being misreported. No, I, think, I
3: think
1: they said they had called the DNR, and they were going to try and get the DNR out there. And when the DNR came, it was gone. It was gone.
0: Okay, that yeah, might have been they, a, I because, might have misread cause, it. Because your average okay.
1: squad car, Brookfield yeah. squad car, is not equipped with a Wild Kingdom no, exactly. tranquil- tranquilizer no, dart. No, I,
0: I realize that they don't
1: have them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so, that'll be standard. They ought to use that instead of the taser on some of these perpetrators. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, the guy starts getting groggy. How funny would that be? Right. If you saw a mountain lion getting tased. Yeah. That's that's definitely a sight. Yeah. So, no, I was
1: talking about a perpetrator getting a tranquilizer dart. No, that too. Yeah.
3: That would be weird. But, yeah, that would be... That would be something and else. And they
1: could put a tracking yeah. collar on him. That, There's that. No way inhibit his movements. that, that would calm they're gonna him go down. Out, tranquilize bad guys, down. right? And then they're going to they'll put a big orange collar which in no way will interfere with his movements throughout the inner city. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then they'll be tracking him to find okay. other perpetrators. Yeah, well, we got to go to a break. And when we come, hey, you know, Danny, there what? are some uh there, there's a lot of questions for, on the spring fish and game hearings.
1: Got a lot of questions for there's you There's a lot
0: of questions for you people, and uh, I'm, I got two of them that I want to get input from the audience on, and uh, we'll talk about those when we come back on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. 799 1250 is the number. If you have a uh, hunting or uh, fishing report, give us a call. A, a cougar report? Yeah. If yeah, cougar, if you got a cougar sighting, <laughs> you have a
0: cougar report. Uh, Danny. Yes. For years, I've been espousing this for years. I've been saying, you know, because, oh, first of all, It's illegal, it says right in the regulations, that you cannot fish for a fish that is out of season. In other words, you can't be casting a big half-ounce spinnerbait for bass in April. That's illegal. Although we do, while fishing for panfish, catch you know, we catch some bass by accident fishing for, you know, panfish in April, accidentally on accidentally, purpose. Accidentally? No, accidentally. You know, you, you well, Some it. guys
1: do it accidentally on Well, purpose. Yeah, but There's some guys who scam the old yes, system.
0: But okay. it's up it's a warden's discretion on you know what they're using. In other words, if they're using a half-ounce spinner bait, the warden knows they're not fishing for bluegills. But here's the thing, the judge the judge, they have to prove it in front of a judge. That's right. Well, yeah. that's
1: pretty easily proved. You know, years ago, before uh, fishing for uh, um, muskies, when when yeah, before fishing for muskies in December was legal, there were some folks that perhaps fished with fourteen-inch suckers in December and said it's
0: for for pike. I mean, for pike, yeah, yeah, and
1: okay, they did get and... written up,
0: but the judge, they yeah. won
1: the, the the warden lost in
0: court. That, that's a gray area, but I I'm saying if if you got a <laughs> If you, like I said, if you got a half ounce spinnerbait, you know you're not fishing for bluegill. But anyway, aside from that, it's illegal to fish for a species of fish that's not in season. And I've always said for years, Danny, why not leave the bass fishing open year round, but catch and keep will only start like, well, around here, first Saturday in May. You can fish for bass in April, but you just got to release them, you know? And then in first Saturday in May, you can start keeping them. Right. Right. Well, here's one of the questions that finally has hit the April hearings that will be coming up. What is that? First Monday in April, I think. First Monday in April, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Anyway, the DNR will ask, and these are just advisory questions. Do you favor establishing a statewide continuous open season for bass fishing, but allow harvest only during the current traditional season? So they're finally asking that question to see what the state's anglers think of it. You know, that's one. So a continuous open season? Yeah. But just catch and release only. Yeah, catch and release. But when May when the first Saturday in May comes around, okay, then you can start keeping them. But here's another question I have, Danny. Yeah. Why is it in northern Wisconsin, they protect the spawning bass? You can't keep them until, what is it, mid-June, I think it is, something, mm-hmm. June 18th, something like that. In northern Wisconsin, they protect spawning bass, but in southern Wisconsin, they don't. Is it because, I mean, I'm guessing it's because we got so many of them, they don't feel a need to protect them. You know, maybe that's I thought the theory was they thought the southern bass would be spawning sooner, so it's not going to be that. Well, yeah, but they don't. They don't. I mean, May 7th, they're not spawning May 7th. I mean, unless we had a super, super warm, you know, They ought to just open it up for May 7th statewide. Yeah, why not? Why not? Well, now they get you know now in a lot of those northern there's a whole Wisconsin bunch of regulations lakes, they could just do away yeah. with and in northern Wisconsin, Danny, they have there's a so many lakes because of that regulation of letting them spawn before you can keep them. There are so many lakes up north that actually have a problem with too many bass. Stunted, undersized. Well, no, they're just uh, they're they're like pushing out. Let's say, well, a lot of people up north think they're pushing out the walleyes from their spawning grounds and stuff like that, or bass whatever. Bass don't push walleye I know around. they don't, but I'm just saying this is what people say. Well, maybe you know. they think the bass are eating the walleye. The, fry. the small ones. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Well, that would make sense in that if the they walleye would. spawn first, right? Then there's yeah. going to be little walleye swimming in the ecosystem, and then when the bass come in the shallows. Yep they're going to be chowing down on
0: little walleyes. Well, like I said, everybody's got an opinion. But here's another question that's probably going to raise the hackles of many Winnebago anglers. You know, there's a lot of people who go to Winnebago a lot. I wish I could get up there more often. But anyway, here's the question that's going to be uh, at the hearing. Do you favor reducing the bag limit from 5 to 3 on the Lake Winnebago system? And then it goes on, tagging studies show that the exploitation rate, particularly of immature and adult females, is very high. Reducing the catch rate should help sustain a good walleye population. Okay, we go back to this question again, Danny. Mm -hmm. Why don't they just put in a slot limit? (laughs) We go back to that all the time. If if you want to protect the spawning females, you know, Put in a s- slot limit. I mean, granted, there are a lot of people will will take home 11 and 12 inch walleyes because there are so darn many of them up there. And if they can't get, you know, 15, 16, 17 inchers, you know, they're going to take these smaller ones. But the thing is, is, why don't you just put a slot limit? Just put a slot limit on it, you know, uh, like some of the other, well, like in Minnesota, in Canada, like the Wisconsin River. Just do something like that, you know, that's all. 18, uh, well, I think it's, what, 19 to 25 inches, got to go back. You can still keep 5, but only one could be over that 25-inch size limit. I mean, just do just a slot limit. I, I I don't know. They want to reduce it from 5 to 3. Well, they're just asking this theoretical question. Should it be reduced from 5 to 3? And there's a lot of people up there that are going to be very upset about that. I think that will lose, you know, because for you— yeah. For as long as I've known it, it's there has been no size limit and five fish. Yeah, that'll you know, probably stay. That maybe you never know. That'll probably but stay. I would, I would like to see a uh, a question maybe addressing the fact. What about you know a slot limit? What about that? Well, might we ba-
1: do that? I've said this before. My biggest gripe is the Green Bay Pike. Yeah, it's there just, you go. Just ridiculous. Why that, not a slot uh, limit there? That it's five fish, any size, and when I contacted the. Uh, the biologists up there well there's not enough pike to really worry about protecting anyway was what she said in the meantime they're, they're doing all this habitat and spawning restoration work yeah. but they won't do that in conjunction and she her, her thought was well there's not many being harvested anyway and i went out there and i saw people catching oh pike, yeah catching you know they'll keep whatever pike they can the guys out there tip up fishing that that i saw by swamaco area and so, they should be protecting them. They catch a lot of them. That applies up to Sturgeon Bay Ship Canal, where the guys are catching. There's lots of fish up there, mm-hmm. lots of pike. And that whole body of water, Green Bay, Sturgeon Bay, they should. Why? We got a 32 inch limit to protect the pike of Pewaukee, which were like almost non existent yep. a few years back. Yep. And now we're stocking them. So, oh, let's protect them. And it's working. Because I, you know, mm-hmm. caught a 34 incher out there the other, you know, a couple weeks ago. I won that tournament. And. Guys are catching a musky fish, and there's there's big pike in in the Bay of Green Bay, and it's a big vast area. Lots. Of, why not give them at least the respect of a two fish, twenty six inch limit, like any little like, mud, here. like any little mud hole has. Yeah.
0: Yet it's five fish any size. It, it makes no sense mm-hmm. to me. Well, up north of what is it? Highway ten is the cutoff, whatever. North of ten, I mean, it's a, a, a five fish, any size. You know, you get up in northern Wisconsin, you know, middle of the state north, five fish any size. I mean, they don't want to protect them there either. Lake of the Woods, back uh, in the 90s, and I actually have
1: the letter from the biologist after I'd returned a, a, tag, a tag to him, and he explained where they got it, and and uh, they got it by the Zippel Bay area. That, and we caught it up in Buffalo Bay, which is kind of like if you thought about the Bay of Green Bay, that'd be like catching a fish in Sturgeon Bay that had been Marinette tagged in Marinette the okay, year before, okay. so across the bay. They don't always spawn in the same areas. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. They might go across to another spawning area. They, they, they can travel, but uh, he, he had the letter that said that, you know, they had gotten a lot of input from concerned Minnesota anglers that they'd like to establish, you know, trophy pike fishery, Lake of the Woods, and in response to that, they decided to go to a slot limit in such and such year and uh, i think that was right around 95 96 and the letter i got was in 98 i think or 99 and they said we're a couple years into it we're going to look and evaluate and see how this is working well Long story short, slot limit worked, and they're doing it yet today. I just wish son of a gun, slot limit worked. It worked, it worked on a big (laughs) body of water like that. So they should do it on Green Bay for the Pike. But they, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows? They'll only do it when it's their
0: idea. Yeah, and if you got any comments on this, folks, seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number. Give us a buzz. Throw in your two cents, and uh, you know they could do that slot limit on uh, Lake LaBelle, too. That 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 would work, I think, better than a twenty eight inch size limit. And no, have, you're still have, grossing about I'm that one. Still gro- well, I, I don't think it's right. I don't yeah. think it's I'm right. I'm going to go with Ben
1: on that one.
0: He's I the biologist, know. Tom. Well, he can be a biologist, but doesn't mean that I and you and jazz and every other person on this planet doesn't have an opinion. All right. And that's I true. and my an opinion is I don't think it's right. I don't think it's in the best interest of that lake, to tell you the truth. I mean, I mean, if you just want a lake full of walleyes that nobody can uh, keep. OK, fine. Then it's great. Then it's working, you know. A lake full of walleyes that nobody, that why would you even want to go out there and catch them? You can't take a couple home, you know. Well, everybody I mean, yeah, you catch go out and, and catch them and have fun doing that, but. Everybody catches and releases let's, everything else nowadays. Let's, let's face it, though. We're in a we're in a catch and keep society. People like catching well, you, a few. not they, bass. Like, they like, oh, there's people who keep bass. They Some, like, oh, there's a lot of. so uh, much. Not muskies, but there are a few. You know, I not think so it's much as walleyes, Tom. I
1: think it's just walleye. Everybody uh, likes to eat walleye so yeah, and much. Yeah, I don't know They're why. Like I'd with rather perch. Yeah,
0: I know. They're like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I like a nice pike. I wish you would have called me up. I would have came out and cleaned 18 that Eighteen
1: people have told me uh, they I wish I'd came kept out. Yeah, i kept that 34-inch pike out and, cleaned and it. they wanted to
0: pickle <laughs> it. I had two people tell me they wanted to pickle it. Oh, I don't, wouldn't want to pickle it. I would not want to late. fry that baby up. All right, we got to go to a quick break. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies. Cutting Edge Outdoors, 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in
0: my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Cheesy Produce and Discount Liquor. Oh, by the way, folks, last week when I gave you that recipe about that uh, sweet sour sauce from Mad Dog and Barrel, I forgot to tell you you got to put it in a pan and heat it up. But anyway, uh, everybody, you know, you got to have side dishes when you're whether you're making uh, fish or meat or whatever it is. And I don't know about you, but I really like potato pancakes. How about you? You like potato pancakes? I like potato pancakes. Who doesn't like pancakes, period? I know. the And and, and it's actually pretty easy to make them. All you do is take about four medium potatoes, you peel them, you dice them, and I'll I i, like, I I'll put them in a food processor or you can sh- uh, grate them if you want. And then uh, you just add in some uh, about a, eh, about a, I don't know, I'm saying about three green onions or maybe a quarter cup of diced, chopped onions, quarter cup of flour, three large eggs, a little salt and pepper to taste. Put a little heated oil in a pan, about a quarter of an inch. Spoon that baby out in the pancake size and just fry them about, you only know, it takes about three minutes a side or so. I'll tell you what, they are delicious. And what do you always say, Danny, when it's delicious, it must be? Nutritious. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, try potato pancakes. They, they are good, especially when you're having them with fish. The Gut Report was brought to you by v Produce. When quality counts, you can count on v Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarcheasy.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com.
2: Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly.
0: And now we've got, uh, oh, oh, Mark hung up. Oh, that's too bad. We had Mark on the phone, and maybe hey, he'll call back. Hey, maybe hey we're keeping it up.
1: in-house here, right?
0: Yeah, my house. Okay, <laughs> I've given up um, on that. He'll, we'll he'll call back. I got he'll a question for
1: you, Tom. Yes. A uh, friend of mine, they just bought a house. I believe an upper nabobin. Oh. And I was going to ask you, fishing on upper nabobin. Very good. Very good? Very good. Have you fished there a
0: lot? Well, Yes, over the bit? years, quite a bit, yeah. And what species-wise? What? Well, they've got a lot of bass, okay. a lot of bluegills, a lot of crappies. There's some walleyes. There's some northerns. Reports have it there might even be a muskie or two swimming around in there. But Okay, Generally, it's a bass, pike, uh, and panfish area. Okay. Yeah. Bass, pike, and panfish yeah. area. Yeah, but there are walleyes there. And uh, years ago, we'd go out at night, and on the west shoreline of Upper namov and on the west shoreline, you got a weed flat. Okay. That kind of uh, undulates in and out, you know, a little yep. bit. But they got this weed flat. And these walleyes would come up at night, and if you threw, uh, like, a one of the larger rapalas, and just wiggle that baby. It'd only go down about a foot or so. But right. as long as you just stayed right above the weeds in that four, five, six feet of water, you'd get blasted every now and then. Walleyes would be hammering it. I'll bet that but, that's a technique. I think we've talked about it before. That would be a
1: technique that would work on a lot of lakes, mm-hmm. and nobody's out there doing it at night.
0: No, no. As a matter of fact, every time that we did it, uh, we were the only ones out there at I, night.
1: First time I ever did that, Tom, I was up fishing uh Northern Wisconsin on a lake that, to be honest with you, had turned into more of a recreational lake. It had used, many years ago, my buddy said when his dad was alive, he'd catch all kinds of pike and mm-hmm. walleyes. But it pretty much was fished out, so to speak. But he and I went up there, and he says, you know, we're going to go out at night after dark like my dad used to do. And we're going to go fish the shallows and cast raplas. Sure. And his first cast, he caught like a 25-inch walleye. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, it and nobody, nobody was on the lake fishing that night. I yeah, think that was probably yeah. the only walleye we caught. We mm-hmm. might have got a couple other small ones. Mm-hmm. But that kind of opened my eyes to if you can find a, a shallow flat. And it doesn't have to have weeds. It could be like a it, sandy you know, flat, yeah, it right? It doesn't have rock? to be.
0: As long as there's bait fish there for them. As long as there's there's something for them to eat, they're going to be coming up looking for it. Yeah. They'll be up in there cruising. But you don't you and, and on upper and lower Namabin, I don't see people uh, fishing deep for the walleyes during the day. I see a lot of bass anglers, crappie anglers, bluegill anglers, you know, it's mainly that, you know. And there are a lot of bass in upper and lower in the bobbin. Uh granted large just large lar- mouth. Uh, there's small mouth too. There are. Yeah, they small mouth in in upper and lower. Uh, it's predominantly large mouth, but uh, I see we got a few calls. Jazz is going to let us know. Who yeah, we before are. we get before we yeah. get to
3: Mark, uh, I got Keith who's over in Tosa. Keith has got a few questions for us. Keith, what's going on you on the Midwestern Shooter's Supply cutting edge outdoors?
0: Hi Keith.
2: Good morning guys how you doing good um, what's up say uh, i am trying to plan a uh a fishing trip up to uh three lakes wisconsin but the lake i'm questioning and i don't know if you guys have ever fished it, is um is uh called clearwater lake between eagle river and three lakes um it used to be private property up until uh, about 10 years ago the uh catholic archdiocese of chicago had a they sell all the land for money, and, and now it's a private gated community. But I know somebody's got a house there. Oh, okay. Supposedly, supposedly it's uh, spring-fed, sandy and rock-bottom, uh, all the species. They're all big. Yeah, Probably all have discovered the cure to cancer as well. I don't know. <laughs> um, but there's no public access, so I've got to you know, go out with a guy who lives there. But I don't know. I don't know, does that mean I'm ruled out with regular live bait, or should I just use, I prefer artificial bait.
0: No, it's re- regular Regular regulations will apply, you know, whatever regulations. Oh, yeah, now they yeah. Do, yeah. yeah, they're, they're going to apply, and, you know, use whatever you think you can catch fish on.
2: Okay, but neither one of you have ever fished that? I've
0: never been lake. on that lake. Have you, Danny? Clearwater Lake? No, I no, have no, not. No, I, I have not. No, me neither.
2: Okay, thanks for the answer to that question. I have one other one if it's okay sure i was curious whether you guys position maybe you've already talked about this in previous shows uh this whole ar-15 discussion
0: yeah well um, you know it, it, it's a highly politically hot topic uh i don't know if we'll get into that later or not for a while yeah okay. we, we're we not sure we'll, we'll we'll talk about that during the break and see if we're going to come up with some all right
2: okay because i've thought of just getting one.
0: I don't need it. Oh, get one if you want one. It's your it's your right. You can get one. Sure.
2: Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: They're fun okay. to shoot. They're fun to shoot.
2: Thanks for letting me
0: talk. All right, Keith. Thanks. Take care. I know. And now you got Mark on the line? Yeah. Oh, my God.
3: If I oh. can turn my mic on, it's <laughs> been a long morning. Mike, you're on, Miss Midwestern Shooter Supply. Get out there. Cutting page. edge.
0: Yeah. Outdoors. Hi, Mark. Good morning. How's
2: everybody doing? Yeah,
0: this is Mark, right?
2: This is Mark.
0: Okay, got it. Mark, is that you? Yeah, it is. Mark, right. are you Mark, are you that Mark? So, okay, Mark, so what's up? There? Hey, quiet over there. So what? Go on, Mark. What's up?
2: So Wisconsin has a pretty unique situation with the Conservation Congress, and it's a great opportunity. If you have a suggestion or you'd like to come up with something, all you have to do is submit a resolution to right. the Conservation Congress, right. and that might be your way to get a slot limit on a certain body of water.
0: Well, this is not going to make some people happy, but here, here's the reality of it, Mark, is that you can put up a re- resolution, and 100% of the people can vote yes for it, but if the DNR doesn't want to do it, it ain't going to happen, period. Right. It's only going to be what they want to do. These are just advisory questions trying to get a pulse of what the, the community is thinking, but it's up it's their decision on whether or not they're going to do it or not. Correct. So, and
2: it, it's still the best way to get that pulse.
0: Well, that's true. Idea. You're right. Some, some so day di- yeah, we some...
2: might have the best decision, best idea. But if the majority of the people say, you know what, maybe not, or if they do, I can guarantee you that you know Al Shook and, and Larry Rondi of the Conservation Congress, will do everything they possibly can do to try to relay that information to the department. And you know, things are changing in the state. They're not the way they used to be. yeah
0: Yeah, i i agree and al and al is a great representative he's a friend of danny and i's and uh you know he he's a good guy and he knows a lot about what he's doing and uh sometimes you know him and i disagree on a few things but uh he works his butt off some some of the
1: resolutions do end up getting passed sometimes they do. so it
0: is a good way for us to exercise our
1: rights so uh uh it's just that uh Sometimes we've been frustrated in the past where something gets passed, and then it goes to a committee, and then the committee on the advice of the local biologist, and they take the local biologist's advice more than the referendum from the people. If the biologist says it's a go, then it'll, it'll probably pass, but if not, it just falls by the wayside. So. Yeah. We've been frustrated. That, that, that happened with the uh, Pike Master sponsored the, the thing for pike regulations, mm-hmm. I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. It got kind of shot down. But I guess it doesn't hurt to keep trying, and maybe if you get your voice out there enough and put a bug in their ear, I think uh, Randy Reading's best advice, what he said was, uh, it, contact your local biologist and
0: keep bugging him, too. Okay, got it. So, Is that it, correct. Mark?
2: Yeah, that's it. Have a great day. Okay, Thanks, thanks. for the call, Mark. You,
0: too. Take care. Okay, we got to go to a quick break. When we come back, we will be playing the Hornschwaggle. It is brought to you by Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in Maguano. Danny's going to make three statements. You say if it's a Hornschwaggle, that means he's BSing you. <coughs> if it's no Hornschwaggle, that means he's speaking the truth. So be a contestant and win a ten dollars gift certificate, gift certificate to Bucky's Get Fine it Meats out, and boss. Sausages in Maguana. Go give a call right now at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250 and play the Hornschwaggle. <laughs> Shoot a buck.
1: <laughs> Shoot a buck.
3: Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply. I was cleaning
1: that up the bar, version, the bar version of that one. Yeah. Oh,
3: <laughs> yeah. All right, so we've got, I don't know why I called him Tom when I was on the phone with him, but I think, Tommy, you've got me His brainwashed. Name's John. His name is John. Yeah. John. John is calling over in Tulsa. John, you're on Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Ready to play the
0: hornswoggle, John? Most certainly am. Okay, Alrighty. here we go. So,
1: if I'm pulling your leg, it's a hornswoggle. If it's um, <clears throat> not, if, if if I'm telling the truth, it's no hornswoggle. So here we go. Okay. Pewaukee Lake. Pewaukee Lake was actually named after a Native American princess from the Potawatomi tribe. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle?
2: You say a princess,
1: right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Pewaukee Lake was named after a Native American princess from the Potawatomi tribe. Um,
2: whew, That's a tough one. Uh, Pewaukee, I'd
1: have to say that would be no Hornschwagel. No, that was a Hornschwagel. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, Hornschwagel. I think it's an Indian name meaning Lake of the Shells. Okay, yep. here we go. <laughs> Jesus. Bushy. Upper Nabobin Lake is located just south of Lower Nabobin Lake.
2: That would be Hornschwaggle.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, right. That would be Okay.
0: Here we go. That was a good one.
1: Yeah, it's and, these uh, are good. And pike. Northern pike mature in spawn at four years of age, but after the age of six years, they are sterile. Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle?
3: That's tough. That is
2: tough. I'd have to say <laughs> it. I don't... I, I'm
0: just guessing on this. Since it's no fun, I'm going to say that is Hornswoggle. It's a horn swaddle. Thank you. Hey, yeah. hey, all right! Hey, hey, John. Go, John. I'll be sending all you right. out that $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages uh, on Monday.
1: Oh, this is a fine day. All, all right. right. <laughs> okay. Glad to start your day out on the right foot. Thanks,
0: John. You. Okay, bye Good now. Time. Yeah, just to let you know, folks, that Bucky's does more than just... You know, first of all, i got to say that all their meats are USA-made, and uh, they do more than just meats. They've got uh, the frozen fish and scallops and shrimp and stuff like that. You know, they got rubs and sausage. And stuff like that. Yeah, and they they got free samples when you walk in the place, which is, you know, fine just by me. Uh, uh, I like (laughs) the free stuff. Yeah, fine by me. And uh, so, anyway, yeah, yeah, try Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages out there in Maguanago. They're right off of Highway 83 and... uh, I-43 south, yeah, 43 south and 83. Okay, Danny. Yeah, so we were
1: talking about Nabobin now. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you said upper. uh Would you target bass shallow or deep on nabobin
0: Well, uh, mostly in between, actually. I, I, I like... Are there okay. some good defined deep weed edges you, on the bottom? Yes, definitely. And You're there's right. and there's points, underwater points that extend out into the lake. You'll always find the bass, you know, there'll be bass on those points. There'll be bass under boat docks in shallow water. There'll be bass on those flats, you know, where you got these weedy flats that are about six feet deep, and you got them along the edges. So really the, you know, upper Namabin as well as lower Numbaban. It, it, it's a good fishing lake. They got they get all kinds of stuff. But they also have the river that connects it to the Shoda Lakes. And right. there they stock the trout every year. And now sometimes that creek is a little shallow. You got to get out of your boat. And that's in Upper Namobin, by well, the way. I've been in there. Yeah. I've taken my boat through sometimes there. Sometimes you got to get out of the boat and pull it through because it's pretty shallow. Sometimes it's, the water's high enough you can get your boat through there. Ye- years yeah. ago, our buddy Ron Johnson me yeah. there because he'd he? been in there okay. in his little boat and
1: got a bunch of bluegills yeah in and, and slammed a bunch of bluegills mm-hmm. uh, in the soda yeah, yeah yeah and he went through the little creek right. and went yeah. in there and so i went with him a couple weeks later and we got some bluegills but then uh for the heck of it uh i put on a crawler harness right before dark and started some split shots started mm-hmm. trying to use my trolling motor and troll up i i guess yeah. i thought i was going to get a walleye <sighs> We mm-hmm. caught some rainbows. Yeah, caught some trout. They're in there. That. Yeah. yeah,
0: they're in there. Uh, people, people who live out there look forward to that, and a lot of guys look forward to that. They'll, they'll go up that creek, or if you're lucky enough to live on the Neshoba—I forget if it's Lower uh, Shannon, or Upper Neshota. i forget which Neshota, but it's just on the Nashota Lake, whatever. Yeah. So no, that's uh, yeah. That's... As a matter of fact, we we, uh, when uh my sons and I when we go out to Upper Lorna Mabin. Uh, we'll go on to... We'll fish both, upper and lower. But it seems like when I when we want the crappies to bring home, we go to lower Namobin. When we want the bluegills, we go to upper Namobin. <laughs> how, um, <laughs> how
1: deep is lower Namobin? That looks awful shallow. They got that island
0: out uh, there. There's, there's some spots that are... I, I don't know exactly, 30, maybe 40 feet. Same Upper Namobin might get down to 50 or oh, so. Oh, it does. It might, I, you know... They're they're good lakes. They got all the different structure stuff. They got all the different weed stuff. I mean, you like I said before, you can fish the the fish shallow, deep or somewhere in between there. Yeah,
1: because I see it's lots big. of boats on lower, mm-hmm. fishing along. There's some reeds and stuff sticking out of the water. Yeah, and, yeah. Are those guys just pan fish. Yeah, fishermen?
0: yeah. There's pan fishing there. There's some bass in there, of course. They're always floating through there, and some pike. You know, there's as a matter of fact that's where my son missed a. Big, big pike. Really? On lower? Yeah, yeah, on lower where the... the Now, we use half-ounce spinnerbaits with the big number five willow leaf blades. I mean, these are big spinnerbaits, right? That thing engulfed it. Just came up, sucked it in, turned, cut his line. I mean, it was a big pike. I mean, that mouth was huge. So there are some big ones in there. And there are some darn nice bass. But you're going to find that most of the bass you catch are going to be under the 14 inch size limit. They're going to, a lot of 12s and 13s, you know, stuff like that. But there's a lot of them, but there's enough legal. Would ones it help, too. Tom,
1: if there's so many undersized bass, would it help to just clean some of them out of there and not have a size limit? You know what I mean? I mean. Well, I or, don't know.
0: I'm just kind of wondering. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, though, when we're, there's specific spots in Upper Namobin that we target and we catch mostly larger bass.
1: Top secret Tom Newbauer couple lake of spots X that spots that him and his son sneak yep, off to.
0: Yep. And and you know the funny thing is is they're almost like in the they're not in the middle of the lake, but they're way out in the lake. Way out. Are we talking five pounders, Tom? Uh eh, no, we're talking uh, Let's say 15 to 17 inches, okay. you know, which are nice, which are, you know, two and a half, three pounds, maybe even three. They got some two five, and a half three. six pounders present, they, though? There are some. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Over the years, we've we've caught a few here and there, you know, but not a lot of them. But we have caught some. Yeah. So your friend who's uh, going to have a place out there that uh, maybe you can, uh, you know. Sneak. Well, I'm thinking of setting tip-ups out in front of the. Yeah. Well, it's kind of shallow where she, where she might be in the yeah. north end. It, yeah. Yeah. But that's okay, because For we pike, all know the pike come in you know, yeah, shallow, so it's fine. All right. As a matter of fact, speaking of pike, we're getting into the time of the year where the pike are coming in shallow. Towards the end of February, they come in shallow, and now's the time where people can really pound big pike. Unless you're Danny Bush, you can catch them any time of the year, right? Because I'm a pike, ex- <laughs> pike expert. <laughs> all right, Not folks. really. Not last week. You know what I time want... it is now? Actually, I caught a oh, dink- okay. two dinky ones. Yeah. It is now time for the sports update with Jazz Jazzkulski.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.